With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Andy. Hello, hello. And James. Hello. Today, we're going to discuss our home fixture with Wolverhampton Wanderers. Coming up, we'll discuss our head-to-head record, speculate on the lineup, give our predictions for the game, and then, as always, have a chat afterwards with our immediate thoughts and feelings on the game. How are we doing, lads? Is it a home game? It's a good point, though, because um, I never know. <laughs> Every game in the build-up, you just don't even check, do you? I'm really confused at the moment as to what's actually going on. And what's all this guff with box office on this game on Friday? We've got to pay 15 quid for. I drove past today and it was, uh, that was upsetting. In the, you like, you shown past thinking tomorrow night is going to be absolutely buzzing. Whereas, like you say, it really doesn't matter because I should equally have a little tinge of if Villa was at home on Friday, I'd be feeling a bit more confident, but because it's away, but actually, it just doesn't matter. No. Makes no difference. I got to go in the other day. I went for a meeting at Ellen Road. It was lovely. Is that on the? <laughs> is that on no the record? We, we can say this. Well, I'm not going to say what the meeting was about, am I? All I'm going to say is I didn't sign the contract, and I'm not going to be playing on uh, on tomorrow. Well, on tonight. Also, so actually, can you even call it a meeting? You know, if you're just banging on a window saying, "Let me in. I want to watch the game." That's not a meeting, Andy. Oh, well, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. How did it feel? I felt really sad, if I'm being honest. Right, let's end the podcast there, and yeah. we'll play some. <laughs> you know flow. what I mean, though. It's, it's it, it just felt so glorious being there, but there's no football that I could watch. We're in the Premier League, and I didn't get to see anything proper. I looked at the pitch from the stand. Well, that's it. What if we go a whole season without watching them? Could happen. And I don't, the really... I don't think I'm prepared for that. Some of the, the situations that you're still allowed to be in that are so much more ridiculous than being socially distanced in a football ground. And the reason I passed today was because I was going to um, an unnamed giant Swedish superstore that sells furniture. And it was crazy. There, there was. Did you get a hot dog? No, we went to a unnamed Mexican uh, chain store opposite for uh, for our lunch. So why did you eat a chain for lunch? I might as well have done a bit of steak that was in the fajitas was a chewy's chain. So anyway, we're digressing. We're here to talk about the Wolves game, aren't we? Yeah. Well, let me tell you then. Our head-to-head uh, results versus Wolves, we've won forty-two, which was the same as we'd won against Manchester City, but we have a better record against Wolves. We've drawn twenty-two, lost thirty-three. Last time out against Wolves, we lost the home fixture 3-0 in March 2018 on their uh, march to the Premier League. That was the team that we were tracking last season in Tracking Wolves. 
And uh, after the game, uh, Rad did one of his, uh, I would say, from a fan's perspective, low points of his tenures from a PR kind of. It just looked like sour grapes. He got on board, dodged the older Twitter machine and said that it's not legal and not fair to let one team be owned by a fund who has shares in the biggest players agency with evident with evident benefits. Uh, and the other 23 teams can't have the same treatment. But then after that, we just basically signed up on that model and used the same agent for, not with an ownership thing, but we've certainly used Mr. Mendes, haven't we? And here we are in the Premier League. It did work. <laughs> He's turned those sour grapes into some sort of sour wine. He saw failure as a learning opportunity. So do we have any beef so for two rising? seconds we turned the brightness down your teeth about the causing a lag? <laughs> <laughs> I've had people say to me, what was this about your teeth? They don't look anything different. I'm like, he just says it. He just says it. <laughs> your teeth do look brighter. For anyone who hasn't been listening to the recent podcast, Paul's got some new toothpaste and his, his teeth are lovely and white. And you've, got some, gloss. you've got some new toothpaste as well. I have, yeah. Have you, have you gone for that lemon punch, Dulux? We've ditched uh, tracking walls and we're now doing tracking Paul's teeth. Uh, so we'll see how we get on with that. Two shades whiter. So team news, we're doing this the day, the night before. Bit up here actually. Normally we, even when you're doing it, you have a bit of a clue. But what we do know is that we'll have Jack Harrison back available, who wasn't eligible against his parent club last time out. Pablo will be closer, but still a doubt. Um, and the frustrating ones are that Cooper and Liavente picked up injuries on international duty and by all accounts will be out. So we're more than likely back to the starting weekend, back to centre-back pairing of cock and strike. Is Lorente out because he's got Ronaldo in his pocket and Ronaldo's got coronavirus? Maybe. That's the reason that half their team could be out or has certainly given them training and selection headaches throughout the week and the build-up. And they lost Jota to Liverpool as well. They they could be a they could have quite a weak side. I I, we shouldn't say that really, should we? No, it's a, it's a weird thing to be saying, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I'm excited for this. I think it's a real benchmark as to where, how far we've come. Um, he's laughing at me because he knows I'll get where I'm going with this. But I actually thought it beforehand. No, you didn't. I genuinely did. Look at it. We have only played the top two from last season. And then a couple of teams we should have beaten. So now we're against a decent established Premier League side. We've got to, got to go on bang, haven't we? You've got to predict it's got to be 2-2 two, two as well at the end of it. No, no, I fancy Leeds tomorrow. Wolves have had a mixed bag of results so far. They uh, they got off to a flyer against Sheffield United. One, two, well, they were two, doing a lot within the first five minutes. But then they had a couple of poor results, including getting completely turned over by West Ham. Then they beat Fulham. So I don't think they know where they're at. I think they've got new players and a lot of the top players out. So it's it, looking at it, it's a bit of a change in the way that they approach things. So it might it might be a good time to be playing them. Thinking about this, loads has happened since we last played, doesn't it? Obviously international duty, but there was that that game that Villa absolutely pumped Liverpool as well, and it made me actually think ah, we should have got a draw at least, shouldn't we? The thing that I'm finding completely crazy, I remember seasons and seasons ago we were linked with Connor Cody and he went to the old uh, 
dogs, then he went to Huddersfield, and he was a bit poo there, then signed for Wolves, and now he's alongside Calvin as an established international footballer for England. The world's like crackers. It shows with hard work, he can do anything, doesn't it? I think that's a really nice sentiment. Do you want to know what sentiments they've been <laughs> banding about on the Molyneux mix? I'm looking forward to your Wolver- Wolverhampton accent. Is that how they speak? We noticed that with some other second-rate podcasts that started doing accents. Uh, <laughs> I can only aspire to be as second-rate as podcasts that do accents. I know, when you wind it up. I snatch your hand off for a draw. <laughs> Leads it on fire whilst Wolves are still in sleep mode. I don't think we'll get going for another half a dozen games. It's not quite Wolverhampton enough. but You didn't know what Wolverhampton not, was a minute ago. But they're, they're, they're not that confident. I'm worried about our pace um, and that their game seems to have slowed down and they feel that they've been a bit more pedestrian. The boss has come out and said that he's found the start of the season to stop-start, which I think a lot of people could agree with. It seems like two international breaks and long time since the last game. Frustrating. So I'll tell you who had the biggest insight into this. And this was on a news headline this week. Who's that? Danny Mills. Oh, I, I saw this comment. He said, Leeds could win or they could lose. So he's not back in a draw. He should win some sort of Nobel for that, really, shouldn't he? It's because someone sent me and said that uh, if I ever want to get to a decent standard, I need to have insight such as Danny Mills has. And I just don't think we'll ever get to that level on this podcast. I'll tell you who does provide some insight. Our mate Hayden. Segway. Nice. Let's see what he had to say ahead of this one. Hi to all the lads at um, Leeds That. Um, just calling in, really, prior to the, the game against Wolves. Um, seems like an eternity since we last played. But uh, at least this time we could flick between channels and watch any number of Leeds United players on international duty, which is is good for us and uh, goes well for the future. Um We've also had a transfer window, which has been absolutely fantastic, I think, for for Leeds. Uh, I think Orta and his support staff have done a a really good job. I'm excited to see some of these players play. Um, I think we're bringing some flair and class to to the side and and all-round improvement, so that goes well. Um, As we sit, I think we're sat around 7th or 8th before uh, before the game against Wolves and got that game in hand. So again, uh, everything is a bonus. A little bit surprising, I think. Um, uh, Pleasantly surprising. Um, So, yeah, uh, the Wolves game, I think, will be intriguing, to say the least. there's the COVID involvement of the Portuguese players. Uh, hopefully they'll they'll clear or, or maybe not. Um, but uh, one way or another, I think it'll be quite an open game, which should suit us. Um, plenty of goals again, uh, I hope. Um, looking forward to it. Hope everyone's well. Hope everyone's keeping safe. Um, and let's get back to enjoying the Mighty Whites. Cheers. Always great to hear from Hayden, isn't it? Yeah, Hayden is a, a cracking bloke. I hope his uh, his boy won this weekend. They were they had a game. Sherbin, is it Sherbin? Sherbin helmet. Yep, yep, yep. White rose, white rose. 
That's what they sing. White rose, white rose. It's always nice to hear from H, as you say, but it just also goes back to the old, how crap is it that we can't have a beer with him? Yeah, it's true. We should. We would have had round two of Hayden by now if it weren't for COVID. Yeah, we might have to set up a, a Zoom or something, might we, to do that. But I went to actually catch up and have a good old, good old couple of beers with him, see if his sofa's made it through the windows or not when we got promoted. Well, I think, you know Hayden? I do, yeah. You know that? Father Christmas by Raymond Briggs that you get at Christmas time where he goes, he does his Christmas thing, but then the rest of the year off and he goes to go and have a holiday and does other stuff. This is that little time for Hayden, isn't it? Because the transfer window shut. What does he do when it's shut? Looks after his business interests. He's got a uh, pretty good boxer on the cards. Never heard of, uh, yeah. Fair point. It was a really poor analogy. It just got me thinking. Yeah, it was pretty poor, wasn't it? Let's set his boxing mate on Paul. See how Lizzie thinks he's done. <laughs> no, what And the good thing was... as well, his boxing mate also, uh, is it, he, he, he's a dentist, isn't he? He's, he's a trained dentist. We can, once he's knocked your teeth out, it can get some even more shiny ones, get all that gloss off him. <laughs> what I meant was, his work seasonal like Father Christmas, but you twisted it. What's your plans for tomorrow night, lads? What are you doing? You're in lockdown, so I'm not watching it with you. I've invited him, around, but he was non-committal, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll find out if James what he's doing now. I may go round to Paul's because we're not in a lockdown postcode, so we're all right. We're allowed. Could we crack out? The, hang on, could we? Could we not crack out the gazebos again? But isn't it two households? I don't even know the rules anymore. Who knows? So oh yeah, it's only two households. Is it? We could ask your neighbour or someone's neighbour. If we could go in their garden, peer over the fence and watch the TV in the gazebo, technically. Great shout. I'm, I'm down with that. I'll speak to David and Leslie later. Who's editing this one tonight, anyway? Uh, me. Andy, what are your plans, mate? I'm going to race against the clock to get back home in time to kick off uh, from work. I'm reckoning, I'm reckoning I can get back for about two minutes to eight. That's my plan. Thinking about it, actually, Friday, pay-per-view. Paul, I'll come round to yours. Yeah, no, I thought Friday will be on for it. <laughs> can I come yours as well? No, you're not allowed. What if I come in your garden? No. Why? Uh, oh, yeah, you can. Right, cool. I'll bring gazebo, you bring snacks. The thing is, there'll be nothing unordinary about Andy just peering through your window. Andy at one window, Peacock's at the other window. I'll tell you what, I was smiling earlier because I had a little read of El Loco Joe's Twitter profile. Oh, go on. Just wanted to see who the referee was. Love you, Joe. Winthorpe referee David Coote will be in charge of Monday's game. He was promoted to the SG1 in 2018-19 and to the FIFA list in January this year. Refereed was once last season, Leeds won West Brom nil, which sounds like a good thing. The previous three games were defeats. He sent Kikar versus Sheffield United and Kuprov versus Millwall. Silly old Coote. Tell you what, right, Joe, thanks. And uh, you've been in this feature for as well. We've been stealing this feature off you for a good 86 podcasts now, whatever number we're on. I ain't got a bloody clue what SG1 means. What does it all mean? Silly. Silly get one. Silly get one. That'll do. Move on. Uh, I've just Googled it. It stands for Stargate One. It was an American-Canadian television series, so... Ah, sci-fi. Yeah, a bit of sci-fi. That that makes all the sense. I, I want to say I'm I'm expecting the G for grade select group. That's what it is, and we know uh, that. Yes, that's, we do know that. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. I didn't know that. Who's on, who's on Varef and all that? Because this Var stuff's absolutely killing the game, isn't it? Oh, oh, this one actually. I'm Tony, glad you said Tony, it. Tony Taylor, isn't it? 
Coop was the VAR ref for the for the Merseyside derby. So he is the ref that did not send off Pickford because it it was offside by a fraction, and he's the one who drew the line and said that uh, Mane was offside. Oh wow! And is isn't uh, Van Dijk out for the rest of the season now as well? I've spoken to a couple of Liverpool fans since that news, and they're devastated because he has been so instrumental in uh, the change round in their fortunes. They were they were lethal going forwards, but so what, back absolutely blows the uh, title race open, doesn't it? That we go second tomorrow if we win, and Villa win Leicester. Well, I don't know what happens with them, but we could go second. In fact, can we go? No, we go second if we beat Villa. Um, no, we could go top if we beat Villa. I'm talking as a guff. We could do really well. <laughs> we, may, we might go somewhere in the league for some points after six games. But one of my uh, Liverpool supporters, I will say friends, colleagues, uh, said uh, that with that news, they might be scraping around for 10th with us. Oh, scraping around for 10th. Who do you think he is? We're, we're, we're going to get Europe this year. We're one of the big six. We were, we If we win tomorrow we would go up to joint second. And then if we beat Villa, we'd go top, top, top of the league before a ball's kicked Saturday, won't we? Correct. But Villa have got a game in hand. Don't matter. Well, we'd go joint top of the league. It depends how many goals we score in this thrashing of Wolverhampton. God, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Actually, we're not. We're getting to the exact right point. Prediction time. 2-0 Leeds United. You're a confident man. Yeah, I fancy us. I really fancy us at the minute. Uh, I think the way we start, it's been great. As I said earlier on in the podcast, it's a chance for us to really show what we're about against a team who are established. I think they'll try and play a bit, which will play into our hands, and I think we'll do well. I think Mr. Rodrigo is going to score, and I think Rafina is just going to be Rafina, Rafinha, what do you want to call him? I think he's going to be an absolute world beater. Do you think he's going to start? Uh, no, I don't. I think I think we've got like some right daft luxuries now because it, it's like we're fittest team in the league, aren't we? Right, and Hilda Costa started like a man possessed. He's been unbelievable. And we just so, did Jack Harrison against Man City and got a draw. After an after an hour of getting absolutely attacked by one of them, you bring on this Brazilian kid. How dangerous is that? You're getting carried away. Uh, and I like it. What's your prediction, James? 2-0 leads. <laughs> but <laughs> but the reason um, I say you're getting carried away is because we're missing two centre-backs, for starters. We're missing our captain. So what are we going to do? We're we just going to play like a banana formation where just everyone is in a curve, all wingers, just bombing up the field, trying to attack. Yeah, 2-0. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Wolves are missing a few players, so that obviously does us a favour and... We're in form. We're playing well. And yeah, Harrison's back. Rafinha could come on. Pablo might be in the mix as well. well I'm going to go 3 1. So that's. Uta. Leeds United. Clean sweep. Yeah. So we're, we're uh, feeling confident. So what's your word? Do you think your word changes whether you're just before kickoff or 24 hours before kickoff? Definitely. Before kickoff, it's always excited. Uh, today, it is. Optimistic. I'm optimistic that we're going to uh, keep up this great start to the season. And I just hope we can continue this good run of form that we look like we're setting up for ourselves. 
I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see how we're going to match up against them because, as we say, this is a team who essentially, by our own admittance, we're, we're, we're wanting to be. We're a team who've come out of the championship and we're wanting to establish ourselves like Wolves have done. So at the moment, they are, along with Sheffield United, but they've had a tougher start, but they are the the benchmark of where we want to be. So I'm really intrigued to see how we can compare tomorrow. Yeah, I agree with that, Paul. They were the benchmark of where we wanted to be. And for me, the word is revenge because in that season, they scored six past us. I think um, the late Barry Douglas, uh, he scored a, a free kick in the first game as well, I think, didn't he? He's not dead. I know, but... He kind of is, isn't he, to us? He's gone. I think it was seven, James. Oh, God, was it? Was it 4-0 the first game? 4-1? Yeah. I think Alioski got one, didn't he? From memory. Yes. Yeah. Seven in that season. And like we say, in that period, we have come on so, so much. I was at I was at the home game as well, and that was so disappointing. Yeah, I had the belief that we could, that we could win that game, and they were just all over us. But we've come on so, so much. And I think... We're more than capable of beating Wolverhampton Wanderers with the squad that we've got and obviously the manager. And uh, it's a really good opportunity to uh, to really put a, a stamp on our position in the Premier League. And, you know, we could be second, like you say, Andy, which is unbelievable. Yeah, the, the goal scorers that day on that 4-1 for uh, Wolves were Barry Douglas, formerly of both parishes, and uh, Elder Costa with Cavaliero went off to uh, Fulham and uh, and Jota so it's interesting I think they're quite changed from uh, from that lineup. just on a side note uh, how sad is it to see Bash go Barry Douglas go the champ champ yeah, and I, how beautiful is that letter from Victor Orta yeah I do joke but it yeah it's really sad he's clearly a decent bloke kind of one of the most important things and I think all all the leads all the leads players seem like really good people and the recruitment has been based around them being decent human beings and and yeah it's sad, and I wish him the best, to be honest. I think you've you touched on it there, mate, is that what a big impact he was in the dressing room. And also touched on that in his letter, didn't he? And a few people said that, that what he's brought can't be replicated, and he's changed that culture within the dressing room to, to something really quite special, I think, a winning mentality. He made me um, really dislike the things that he wore. Oh, yeah, his fashion sense is... Uh, oh, well, coming from me, look at state of me. But yeah, I won't be caught dead enough clubber he wears. Probably because A, I can't pull it off, B, I can't afford it, and C, I'm brew. Well, on that note, we'll have 24 hours to reflect on uh, what's to come, and we'll look forward to catching up after the game. Might see you tomorrow, James. Yep, see you tomorrow. Definitely see you Friday. Yeah. I'll be in your neighbour's garden. Perfect. Speak after this. Welcome to the second half of the Leeds Up podcast. Leeds United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers at Ellen Road. It's finished 1-0 to Wolverhampton Wanderers. Unlucky as well. We were unlucky. We were unlucky. And when you look at it on paper as well, that is a typical Wolves win, unfortunately. That's the kind of result that they they pick up. It's, you know, quite happy to sit out of possession and, and just pray. And, and, and that's what they did. So... They had a couple of good performances. I think that English centre-half that's not Cody had a good game. The one that Sky gave him on that match, I think he was good. But I think we dealt with pretty much everything they threw at us. 
I think they got lucky. Well, I say they, we got lucky with the VAR offside goal. It is offside, but it's also handball and build-up. So I don't know what's been seen or what's not been seen there. Uh, and then again, there's a couple of VAR, VAR talking points, isn't there, that we'll probably come on to as we talk through the game. But yeah, I thought I thought we, you know, we started off really well. Actually, we played way better at the start of that game than we have in other matches. Sometimes it takes us ten or fifteen minutes to get into a game, but we were we were out flying, and I thought we were going to nick something at the start, but it it just wasn't to be. I thought Robin Cox started off so so good. Um, he's he's a level above. I don't that he doesn't get talked about enough on TV, but he's such a class player. And I think you've also got to remember that Cooper got taken off in the warm up and strikes coming, and strike also had an excellent excellent game. Yeah, he doesn't look out of place. He doesn't look like a, a rabbit in the headlights that you would think a 19-year-old playing in the Premier League thrown in at the deep end would look like. He he just looks like a... Well, he looks like Chewbacca, really, doesn't he? He's just a monster of a man, isn't he? Huge, huge thing. But no, I think I think we played well. The only disappointment for me, probably, apart from Pablo, the other two subs that came on, I didn't think they really offered, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, there is always the risk of any new player just not setting a light when they first come on. There's elements of Bielsa's system that is so is very flexible, but it's very rigid in in terms of what you've got to do to get there or get up to that level, and and, and it'll take a while. So I thought Rafinha's first pullback was was really good, but other than that, it, it's just Leeds typical Leeds Andy being greedy. Going, oh, he's cost a fortune. He should like win us the bloody league. There was a lot of crosses into the box that just seemed to hit the first man. Same with corners early on in the in the game as well, and that's frustrating to watch. If, if you go for it pragmatically, though, first half we could have it could have been gone in the break, probably two one would have been fair because we we were dominating a, a couple of decent chances, and then obviously that great save by Millier at the end of the first half. He's good, isn't he? Is how old is it now? Seven. The one thing we're both in agreement in is that. It's been a good performance again. Frustrating because I feel that we probably could have and should have won. And you get games like that. We had games like that in the championship as well. I think they'll be hurting after that because they'll feel like they could have got more out of the game. And, and if anything, that'll sort of spur them on for the next one, which is going to be a tough match as well. The next two games are going to be tough, Villa and Villa and Leicester. So, yeah, maybe it's long term, not a good thing, but, you know, psychologically. And we didn't, it's not like we got battered either. So maybe there's little... Narrow losses aren't too bad for the old psyche. Um, you've got to feel sorry for Calvin, haven't you? Because again, he's, apart from a couple of straight passes, he's done nothing wrong all game. Beautiful pineapple gets in the way. What do you think to ref today? He's just bang average. I, I, I think he was a bit bold booking ailing early doors. And then you expect then, right, it's going to be booking after booking after booking. And then it was just very indecisive. Calvin got absolutely clattered at one point and... I thought certain yellow and nothing just sort of walked away from it. And you just think, how, how is that? How did you give a booking for Ailing and, and not that? And that, that'll that be thing that frustrates fans, managers, players, everyone is inconsistency of refereeing. And, and then it's probably an appropriate time to talk about VAR and, and that, that is supposed to bring some consistency to the game. And, and it's, it's not uh, We can moan about it now. We moaned from afar, but we've, we've experienced it firsthand now, but there was that kick out late on on cock by their their player um, on his on his as well on, on his namesake. It was on his namesake or nearly on his namesake. 
yeah, it, it doesn't matter that he didn't make contact with him. He still kicked out. He looked at him as he was doing it and kicked out. How, how, have, how have the video assistant referees not picked that up? It's it's stupid. It's lazy, mate. It's just lazy. But hey-ho, I think you're right. We've got a couple of big games coming up. Let's not be too downbeaten. Go into them with some confidence still. Uh, I'd, I'd love nothing more than to beat Villa and stop their 100% winning streak. That is something to look forward to. Yeah, they look a dangerous team at the moment. They've signed well, they're looking all right, but Leeds United come to town. If we play that, we have done, we'll be fine. Who's your uh, man of the match? It's a very good question <laughs> because I I don't know, I think Robin Cock had a very good game. He's looking more and more settled in a Bielsa side. He's adapted incredibly well. He just gets it. It's like watching a, a prettier version of Ben White and better as well. I do think he's miles better than, not miles better, he can't be miles better, but he's definitely better than Ben White and worthy of being a German international. So I think between Robin Cock and, and Stuart Dallas, I thought it was very good today. But, you've, picked my two, you've picked my two there, mate. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with, with Cock because he is a new player. Granted, he's an international. He's a new player in a new system. And let's be honest, it kind of falls on his shoulders to perform when Cooper goes off. And Cooper's the natural leader of that side and he would he would lead him out there. And he just doesn't look out of place. He just looks so in control and so confident on the ball. Just, yeah, for me, Robin Cock, but very good Stuart Dallas. Yeah, exactly the same, mate. Exactly. Echo. I'm going to echo what you said there. I think Cock was brilliant again. Um, I think it's going to be like we had last year, the Ben White Man of the Match Award. I think it's going to be the Robin Cock Man of the Match Award. He he shows signs. He's very young too, isn't he? And he's, he's showing signs of looking, dare I say it, like that guy who abandoned us for scum when he first signed. I think he's looking... Dan James. Really, <laughs> Maybe that's a weather sign. I'm thinking is is potentially looking like he could be that level of class, class centre half. Just Rolls Royce or what? Can't be Rolls Royce, can he? He's a German BMW, Porsche. Audi, Duch, Tech, Cock. But you know, I thought it was brilliant, and I thought again, like you say, Dallas in the left back. And he's still performing at a very, very high, high level. And especially when Adama Torori came when you're thinking, hey, up, he's greased his arms up, no one's going to get near him, they're all going to slide off him. And you didn't even really notice he was on. Did you see that um, shoulder badge? Not shoulder badge, but that, well, he outmuscled him, didn't he? He outmuscled the muscle. It, yeah, it, it's just, it was just brilliant. So big shot for Stuart Dallas, but I can't, I can't see past cock. You never can. It's my favourite, mate. So, a bit deflated after the game, but all is not lost. It's still a good start to the season. Wolves was always going to be a tough game. You probably would have said it would be tight um, when you looked at the fixtures at the start of the season, and, and tight it was really. I mean, tight in terms of attempts on goal and, and that kind of thing, but we'd run well, even, attempts, even attempts on goal, we still outdid them. Just attempts on target. Uh, I think we exploited their weaknesses, so the game plan's there. The brains of Bielsa were still in there. We're still looking good, but it was a huff and puff cap blow it down today. Keep plugging away, we'll do it. Final word, how are you feeling? Tired. That was a roller coaster that. I had a long day and then that's just kind of gone boom. Um but what I do love about this Leeds United team is even in the ninety fifth minute I could see us getting an equalizer. That there's just a never say die. Those blocks at the end by Cock and Ailing were outstanding and it just shows that desire and passion we've got. 
we'll keep fighting. We ain't going anywhere. So, yeah, tired. I'm going to have a, I think I must be tired watching Leeds all season. What's yours, pal? Oh, mine's similar. It's knackered. Same. Long day. It's, yeah, that was a hard watch. And like you say, the team were tired. They were knackered today. They looked knackered towards the end, which is which is unusual because you don't usually see that. Uh, and I say I thought Wolves looked knackered. I didn't think we looked too too leggy. I didn't not throughout the entire match, but you know, like in the last ten minutes where we sort of usually come into our own, it just didn't feel like it was there as much tonight. I don't know why. Maybe that was just Wolves setting up well. Maybe it was just a bit devoid of idea potentially. I don't know, but yeah, we go again. We go on Friday, and uh, we took 15 quid at the food bank. I think that's a great initiative, trying to raise some money rather than putting some more money in the pockets of uh, the shysters that are Sky. And we'll see see what happens. Sky and BT have our pants here. The amount of money we spend, why don't they just actually say, right, give us 15 quid and we'll give it to a charity. We'd be much happier with that, wouldn't you? Oh, Definitely. For anyone who wonders what the hell we're on about, if you go visit Leeds United Supporters Trust where they're raising money for the local food bank, go spend, if you've got it, some cash there for a brilliant cause. And look, I ain't stupid. I know football's a business and people need to make money off the back of it and blah, blah, bloody blah. But look, world's on its arse at the minute. Just give something back. This is surely one way to unite people. Technically, we can get together and watch this, can't we, with social distancing? Potentially, yeah, we are. A, we're a business. This is work to us, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's not paid work. <laughs> Don't say that. Boris might be listening. <laughs> well, we're, we're registered. We can, so therefore, we it's work to us, so we, we can do it. So, yeah, Friday night, let's all chip in. That's only £5 each then between me, you and Paul. And, uh, and still, give, still give some cash to Food Bank, yeah? Definitely. I'll give some cash to Food Bank. And, um, and we are getting paid, anyway, B52. They still haven't paid us. Right. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you after the Aston Villa game at the weekend or Friday. Beer 52. Beer 52. We'll see you then. Cheers. Have a good one. Network.